from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? We have reached Wednesday and welcome into today's Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Producer Dan is here and we've got a whole host of folks stopping by on this program today. Uh, good time, isn't it? You know, we are winding down the last week of the uh, baseball season. Basketball around the corner next week, and we're really going to focus in on that. And and the NFL and college football continues to roll on, so we're we're not hurting for folks to um, to talk sports here for you on the Black and Blue Report. And again, we thank you for joining us. However, you may be receiving the program today, whether it be on your mobile device, your desktop at Pelicans.com or NewOrleansSaints.com, or for free as always on iTunes. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report. And you can follow uh, yours truly on Twitter as well, at Sean Kelly Live, S-E-A-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y Live. And that's where we love to get your feedback, uh, questions about the show, or even suggestions for upcoming guests. Uh, our guest list today includes Drew Holiday, Pelicans point guard, Fox Sports New Orleans basketball analyst David Wesley stops by, and Deuce McAllister to talk about not only the uh, Saints and their start, but about the NFL in general, and uh, his beloved Ole Miss Rebels uh, get Alabama this week. And so I think Deuce will be uh, probably sharing with us that he'll be heading to Tuscaloosa to see the Rebs take on the Crimson Tide. So a good show for you today, a mix of uh, both of our teams, the Pelicans and the Saints. But we're heavy basketball today for sure, as the uh, Saints, with that Monday night game coming up, have another quiet day here on campus. So We'll jump back into their week uh, basically tomorrow and really ramp up the coverage uh, heading for Saints and Dolphins on Monday night. Uh, before we get to our guests, you know, we mentioned about baseball winding down and, and reminiscent of a couple of years ago, we're seeing some drama now in Major League Baseball down the stretch. Derek Gould, our baseball expert, is going to be on the program tomorrow, but uh, producer Dan was quick to point out last night a couple of real key moments, some fun moments as we wind down the regular season. How about the Cleveland Indians? Are you kidding me? Terry Francona and all this. And then late last night, this happened. Reed ready, 1-1 pitch. Giambi with a drive, deep right field. Are you kidding me? Oh, my. The Indians have won it. Their 11th walk-off win of the season. And none more dramatic than this one right here, right now. 43-year-old Jason Giambi with a walk-off game-winning home run. The Indians are still in the hunt. Um, as a matter of fact, I think they clinched at least a spot in the postseason with that win last night. And then in St. Louis, the Cardinals, who are trying to hold off the Pirates and the Reds right now in the Central, get an unbelievable performance all the way into the ninth inning for Michael Walker. One to go for Walker. Zimmerman, ground ball. Walker can't make the play. Cosmo barehands the tag. No! And Zimmerman beats it out. And Michael Walker loses the no-hitter. 
And so just one out shy of a no-hitter walk-in, the Cardinals uh, go on to win and hold Pittsburgh back, who was also a winner last night. So right now, between the season premieres of all your favorite television shows, the baseball, the football with the Saints off to a 3-0 start, LSU undefeated, and now basketball coming up. Man, this is, this is and I, I have this argument almost every year, uh, what is my favorite time of year? I think this is it. Even though it's preseason NBA basketball, it does signal the start of the season, but you get it all here over the next several weeks for sure. With that being said, let's jump right into it. David Wesley is here, and he will be at the other microphone right after this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds... We play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints... We're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. So Wesley Day is here. Uh, you know, Wednesdays have become Wesley Day here on the Black and Blue Report, and uh, that'll continue, I'd imagine, as we get really now into the uh, teeth of the basketball season. Media Day on Monday. Camp starts Tuesday. Two-a-days for the first couple of days. And then, uh, golly, a preseason game against the uh, Houston Rockets one week from Saturday. We're close. Welcome back to the show. David Wesley is here with us on this uh, Wednesday, this Wesley Day, our television analyst on uh, Fox Sports New Orleans, and uh, he is already begun his preparations for the upcoming season you know we've had these conversations dubbed now for a couple of weeks to kind of keep the conversation going about the basketball team but now there's going to be so much to talk about uh drew holiday on the show today and um I, you know when i interviewed him for the show i i i uh i related it to interviewing a kid on christmas eve you know can you can imagine, imagine what yeah. a kid would say on christmas eve the night before well really at this point we're we're the night before training camp and uh, for guys like Holiday and, and Evans and a few others, this is all new. Not only is it a new logo, name, and facility and all that, it's a new team, new city, new teammates. So 
Uh, needless to say, he's pretty excited. And, and I know that all of us who are involved in the game, this is a great week because, man, you just count the days down now. Well, I, I think you can count me in on the, the kid, the, uh, you know, the night before Christmas because uh, we talked to the, the group of uh, ticket, uh, ticket holders last night that it's exciting time. It's right around the corner. And a few weeks ago, a few months ago, we're, man, it's a long way away. And now it's, it's here. I, I can't wait to get started. You know, we've had so much talk over the summer about all the revamping of the Pelicans roster and everything else. And it's all on paper. And, and you see him come around and you interview him and everything else. But until you take the wrapping paper off and see them on your floor, in your colors and all that, you, you don't really know. And But we're, we're now going to be able to unwrap the gifts, if you will. Well, have you ever had one of those remote control helicopters or planes and you unwrap it and it looks great? It's wonderful. And then you get it up in the air and you don't really know how to steer it. And before you know it, it falls and breaks. Well, hopefully we got this nice flying machine that we're going to love for years and take care of it and win some games. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And hopefully the ground is covered with mattresses or exactly, something. Exactly, so because it never comes down the right way. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, that is the interesting thing. And I think that every training camp with every team kind of takes on its own mission, if you will. And uh, Dell Demps was in here, what, a couple weeks ago and talked about really how important it was in this camp to start that process of getting this group to gel and, and, and maybe some of the things that you would normally look for in a camp or a preseason, results-based type things or certain numbers or combinations, maybe those take a little bit of a backseat because of this process that he's referring to. Well, I think because they've been playing a little bit before even training camp starts, when they get into training camp, a lot of the emphasis have been probably talked about. A lot of the rules, a lot of the schemes and things, especially on defense, have, have probably been – hinted at, talked about. So they're getting them in their mind. This is the way we have to play. And that'll give them a faster start starting day one. I imagine they'll get in there and start really quick. And and I'm, I just think they're going to have a lot more success, especially on the defensive end, because they've gotten quicker, stronger, faster, and hopefully smarter because it's another year. The guys coming in while young seem to know how to play the game and I think it'll be I think it'll be a good start to this this preseason. And I think I hope this is also the start of a consistency in that program because you know Monty Williams is going to talk about this I'm sure as we get into camp whether it be publicly or privately with us. And the fact is this, ever since coach Williams has been with this franchise, every year has been this almost I've got to teach another new group of guys how we want to do things whether it be X's and O's or the culture or whatever. And it's going to happen again. There's too many new faces not to have that process start all over again. I think he'll be more excited, David, about teaching this group um, because of the caliber of players he now has. But the thing is this, at some point, and you hope that this is the start, at some point you have to be able to take a core group, and I know some of it's already started, and start building on it season after season as opposed to changing out so many different pieces and that's that's exactly right because if you have enough guys from the year before that core group the guys that are going to play uh, significant minutes that already know the system you don't necessarily have to teach every guy everything because you watch the guy in front of you do what he does and therefore there might be a, a situation where if players don't watch the guy before and pick that up they're going to fall behind and in this team where there's 
especially in the guard situation, a lot of depth, a lot of players, a lot of depth, you can get left behind, and all of a sudden now you're on that out of that rotation. Next week, David and I are going to, of course, start to really uh, hammer on the uh, storylines in the first week of camp. And the other thing that we'll talk about is the, the new points of emphasis, which are really not that new for the NBA officials. It seems like it's back to the future all over again, but we'll kind of focus on those as we get closer to that first preseason game. Hey, before I let you go, a couple of things that hit me uh, in the NBA world the last couple of days. First of all, Shaquille O'Neal, now a part owner of the Sacramento Kings, and already the nicknames are out there, Sacramento and the whole nine yards. But, David, this is a guy who you know, and is Hated also Sacramento. Yes, <laughs> called him the Sacramento Queens back when he was with the Lakers. Yeah, and I'm sure he's probably saying, "Oh, that was a part of competition. I was just trying to get under your skin." You know, I, I don't know how they'll accept him. I mean, they they went in there and they and when Sacramento was really good, kind of kept him out of that NBA Finals. You know, one shot away. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, by my account, though, Dub, that's. Three former players now that are involved in NBA ownership. You've got O'Neal in Sacramento, Jason Kidd, who's the, not only the head coach, but now a part owner, albeit a small piece of the Nets, and then Michael Jordan, whom we all know has been involved in ownership of the, the Charlotte franchise. So um, are we going to see more of this? Is, this? is this good for the game? What's your take on this? I think it's somewhat good. I think when, when players of other generations all of a sudden become owners, you start kind of hating on the dollar amount and how much a guy is worth. And I think that's hard for an ex-player to kind of get, okay, when I played, I'm the best in the business and I made X amount and I got to pay you three times that because that's the going rate. I think that's where things kind of happen, even though they're not really making those kind of decisions. Um, eventually, there'll be a player, Jordan, who can probably be majority owner and make all the decisions, which is – that could be kind of scary sometimes. Well, it depends on who it is, I guess. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, case-by-case case basis. Uh, the other thing is the story. I, I know you just saw it not too long ago. There, There's a rumor out there that the NBA is considering uh, changing up the jerseys uh, in the uh, Miami-Brooklyn series. Okay, here's the, here's the deal. They're going to play four times, and they're saying that maybe one of them, maybe two of them, they want to put the players' nicknames on the backs of the jerseys as opposed to their last names. So – King James, The Truth, KG, the whole nine yards. As a guy who wore the uniform in this league, you want D-Dub on there? What do you want? I can't, I can't see it happening. I, 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 I don't even know if I would go with a nickname. I, I, and especially this league is so – you have to wear the same jerseys, same length of shorts, the same this and the same that, and you can't have your socks in your shoe. It's got to be an inch out. I cannot see – them doing something so gimmicky as let's put nicknames on the on the on the jerseys look far be it from me to comment on fashion and things that inspire a younger generation than me i get it okay so maybe i'm missing something here but you remember the the xfl do you remember yes, that i remember that, yeah. that world wrestling slash football type league that they did mm-hmm. this strikes me as very xfl yes and when there is she hate me or something? Yeah, yes, yes. Well, no, yeah, or she he hate me. Wasn't he it? hate me. Producer yeah. Dan's he's an old XFL expert apparently. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I just I, I think that when you get to whether it be Major League Baseball or the NFL or the NBA, kind of the big three, if you will, and and the NHL too, for that matter. Um, I think there's something about being that top crust, if you will. 
You and, don't have and, that. And again, I could be missing something here, but I just don't. This whole kind of can be a little edgy or XFL thing. I just, that's eh, just not me. Well, you got to realize not everybody's this polished from this place that you hope that has this normal nickname like King James. Yes. There's going to be some he hate me out there that <laughs> what does that mean? Or right. Right. something right. that might have some in, in, in somebody's mind, a gang affiliation or my boys back home or it, that's trouble. It I, is trouble. You're right. And I, I was going to ask uh, somebody the other day, you know, I've seen some of the football players now they score and they take both their fists and they kind of pound their, their forehead or whatever. Yep. I'm almost afraid to ask what that means because it could be one thing, but maybe it's some other thing that is untoward, as they say. So I don't even – I kind of try to stay away from those things. I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a guy in the NBA who used to do that. He would dunk and do this thing, and I, I can't really think of his name, but I think it was uh, Q Richardson there used you to do that. Producer Dan, uh, he's on the stuff. And so it was it – was, it was a weird thing, and then a buddy of mine uh, played for the Eagles. Used to throw up the L sign for Longview, and they thought it was a gang sign. That's for Texas. It. it was for Texas. Longview, Longview Texas. Texas. And so, a lot of that stuff has been asked not to do, don't do, no affiliation. So I can't imagine them throwing this in here and going. Uh, and then uh, you know that's that's also a fraternity kind of thing. Q. Um, the, uh, the Omegas or whatever Omega, it is. Yeah. Maybe, okay. Um, so um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, you know, again, I, I understand the whole concept of, you know, don't turn this into the no fun league and all that kind of stuff. I get it. I get it. Have fun with this deal. Right. So it's, it's great though. Bar conversation. There's right. No I, doubt I, about I, that. Um, Drew Holiday still to come on the show today and Deuce McAllister in just a moment. So we get to check in with, uh, our good friend out of the, uh, old Saints backfield, so uh, he's got an interesting take on things. Good to see you. Happy Wesley to Day you. to you. Happy Wesley Day to you, too. Yes, and uh, by the time we visit again next week, it's on. It's on. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be doing some yes. things. Outstanding. This is the Black and Blue Report, and as we mentioned, Deuce McAllister is next. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer MyAuctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex? So you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. 
Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Welcome back into Studio B, and the Black and Blue Report continues with uh, an old friend, an old friend to so many in this city and the uh, Saints organization. We have the privilege today to talk with Deuce McAllister, who's been making the rounds again. He is a busy man during football season. Deuce, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I hope that we uh, find you well today. Uh, yeah, everything is going well, and it's definitely a pleasure to be able to come on and talk a little football with you. No doubt. I know that the uh, Saints fans that we have here on on their own podcast, the Black and Blue Reporter. Excited to have you uh, on today's show. Deuce, uh, maybe we should start with what you've seen over the last uh, couple of weeks, these first three games with the New Orleans Saints. What's been your takeaway so far? Well, just finding a way to win, you know, uh, even when offensively, which is, you know, the strong point as far as this team is concerned, you know, when they've been off, the defense has stepped up and, you know, made enough plays and to be able to get, that offense to where it's going. So, I mean, and they're finding different ways to win. And, you know, that could be the difference between being a three seed and, and, and not making the playoffs. I mean, so um, when you can find different ways to win, particularly when it's not your strong point or your strong suit for your team, then that's the identity of a good football team. Deuce, have you been around the players and staff enough in these first three weeks to, to sense something different or gain a vibe about this team that – one may not necessarily see in the in the in the play between the lines. Well, I think it's on the sideline. I mean, it's the head coach having him back, having his presence. You know, uh, no knock against Joe Vitt because I love him to death, and Aaron Cromer. You know, that was there last year, but that was such a unique situation. And um, you know, not to say that guys are fearing for their job now, but uh, if you know Coach Payton and you know how demanding he is, if you're not stepping up and making the plays that you need to make, or if you're not committing yourself to the team, then he won't be afraid to sit you down and, you know, he won't be afraid to let you go. And not to say that was not the case last year, but you can just see the sense of urgency. You can see the guys, you know, making plays and doing things that, you know, may have not happened uh, a year ago. That's a good way to look at it. Deuce McAllister with us here on the program today. Deuce, let me, let me, let me throw one right in your wheelhouse here and uh, talk about the running game a little bit. I had some fans the other day uh, get with me, and, boy, they were they were none too happy about numbers with regard to the Saints running game, and I was trying to explain to them, um, and I probably didn't do a very good job, about how it seemed the Saints offense was kind of taking what they were given with regard to reacting to the, the front or the how many, how many bodies were in the box with regard to what Arizona was doing defensively. Can you help me? Uh, explain or or better detail what's going on with the Saints running game and, and how those situations dictate what the outcome is? Well, different games are going to, uh, you know, dictate different situations. And, you know, just going back and looking at it and, and seeing how Peyton was adjusting, you know, it's kind of like he said, any time you can dump the ball off the Sproles or you can dump it off to Pierre, 
uh, on those little swing passes or quick screens. That's just like a run for us. That's a tall sweep, you know, because you're basically getting those guys in space. Yeah, we want the, the numbers in a traditional running situation. You know, I think that those guys have to do better. I mean, but at the same time, you have to remember, Jari Evans did not play. So you don't have a brand-new line, but you have a uh, guy that will be a NFL Hall of Famer uh, missing for in your starting uh, offense. And I think in the second half, they got a little more comfortable with each other and making the calls, making the checks. And, you know, true enough, the game had gotten out of out of hand in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you've got to milk that clock. But it's still confidence. It's still positive plays. And I think uh, Robinson did a good job of just seizing that opportunity and, you know, not, not making it hard on Coach because he's going to do what it, what is best for the team as far as playing the right guys, running the right plays. But, you know, it's it's intriguing to him because now he's going to say, okay, if you were able to do it that time, I may give you an opportunity, more opportunities in practice, or I may even give you an opportunity in a game. But, I mean, the most important thing he's got to do is he's got to take care of football. You did a better job of it than me, and that's no surprise there. Uh, <laughs> Deuce, uh, Saints and Dolphins on Monday Night Football. From a player's standpoint, what's it like for a player? That What is the difference between playing – Sunday afternoon in the NFL and playing Monday night football? Well, one thing you hate is, uh, you know, some guys I, I used to enjoy it because I knew that I could go over um, anything that I needed to go over extra. I knew I could stretch a little bit. You know, I knew I could do some things that I may not get to do when we played first thing Sunday morning. So for some guys like myself, I enjoy playing later in the day because it gave me an opportunity to do some things that I normally would not get to do early in the mornings, but some guys, they want to go right now. You know, as soon as they wake up, they want to go and play. You know, so that, that's a big difference. But the biggest thing is, you know, you're on the national stage. You know that anybody that's a football fan, you know that the other 30 teams are not playing, and it's you and one other team, and you get to go and, and, and have a spotlight game, so you want to go out and play extremely well. All right, Deuce, before I let you go, i got to ask you, Ole Miss, Alabama, can the Rebs uh, take care of business and upset the college football world this weekend? It's going to be interesting. You know, uh, Alabama is still Alabama. I mean, uh, I think Ole Miss doesn't have to play perfect, but I think that they don't. They, they can't turn the ball over. They can't give Alabama a short field. They have to, you know, play, play, play close to perfect as possible. And, you know, you, your playmakers have to step up and make plays, whether it's um, Jeff Scott, whether it's Moncrief, whether you're leaning on some of those freshmen, you know they've got to fi- figure out a way to get some short fields. They've got to have at least two plus turnovers. I mean, because when you walk into that stadium, you know that you're down seven already. You know that's just because of home field at Bama and 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 Bama being so good. And you know for some of those freshmen, this is their first big stage game. You know this is this is the defending national champion. I don't think that they will be scared. But I think that, um, you know, they have to go out there and not, not let those bright lights catch them and, um, you know, see what you can do after 60 minutes. Are you going to go see your Rebels play? I'm going to try to make it over. I, <laughs> and, uh, nine out of ten, I will, I will be there. Sounds good. That's a former Ole Miss Rebel and former, of course, New Orleans Saints running back Deuce McAllister. Deuce, uh, thanks for the visit as always. Enjoy the football this weekend, and we can't wait to see you again. All right, no problem. I surely appreciate it. Thank you. Deuce McAllister with us on today's Black and Blue Report. We're right back after this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. 
but I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the show, and on this Wednesday, we get to visit with uh, Pelicans point guard Drew Holiday. As uh, training camp is right, literally around the corner now, Drew, as, as we sit here uh, with media day on Monday, practice officially starting on Tuesday, um, I almost feel like I'm interviewing a kid on Christmas Eve. It must feel like that for you all as the players here on the doorstep of a new training camp. Yeah, uh, just from the beginning, starting off in a new facility. Um, for me, coming to a new team and. Uh, the way that they put the team together, the the pieces that they have, um, I mean, it's nothing but excitement. Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone should sleep on the fact that you and your teammates have been together now for some time. The majority of the guys have been in town and working together. When you talk about all the newness involved, especially with yourself, how invaluable has that been? Uh, it's been good, um, uh, especially uh, coming in, like you said, everybody being there early, uh, dedicated. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of new pieces again. And uh, really just trying to prove ourselves. You know, they moved us right across from the Saints, Saints and you know how good the Saints are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we just kind of want to prove ourselves, and, uh, I guess, how good we can be. What are you allowed to do in these, I guess, voluntary workouts? What gets done each of these mornings? Work, hard work, nothing but hard work. If it's out on the track, if it's on the court, if it's in the weight room, work as hard as you can, push yourself. Uh, I think for the most part that's – that, that's the that's the main focus. Um, we're already committed, but uh, working harder, trying to be, you know, one of the best teams in the league. The thing that I'm gathering, and at least in talking to some of your teammates and, and Dell Dumps and even Coach Williams too, that probably one of the biggest things about training camp coming up is 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 your all's uh, ability to gel, team chemistry, all those things. Is that process something that will come easy for this group? You think, or is that does that take time? No matter who you are, um, I think it takes. I think it takes time, but. Just, again, from everybody being here, and not only that, I think the characters that we have on the team, uh, the character guys that, again, coach and, and the staff put together, uh, it makes it easy to jail. 
Um, again, you got guys like Anthony Davis, Austin Rivers, I mean, guys who have been here, the new guys like myself and, and, and Tyreek. I mean, uh, everybody's here for a sole purpose, and I think that helps us gel most of all. Whether you're a fan of the AAU system or, or not, and it has its detractors and it has folks that are in favor of it, one byproduct that seems, though, Drew, is that in some form or fashion, most of you all who are similar in age have run into each other, if not played with each other, because of the AAU system over the years. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Uh, I played against Eric in AAU. Uh, I played against Tyreek in AAU. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys, even, I guess, being in the league, you play against if it's in the offseason or whatever. But um, AAU, I know with Tyreek, I've been playing with him probably since I was 15. So um, I guess me and him gelling, I think I know his game. He knows my game. Um, but uh, again, I think the AAU system, that's not really, I guess, uh, for me per se. Uh, I guess it's more like I leave that to them mm -hmm. and then uh, I just kind of go and watch it and see what happens. So. You know, we talked about camp kicking off next week. You know, if you talk to some of the older players, uh, David Wesley and a few of the other guys, you know, it used to be you'd come to camp to get in shape. Nah, Those does are long gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to be in shape before before camp. Um, it's definitely something that you don't want to have to worry about going into camp. And even though this is my first camp with, with Monty Williams, uh, I've I've heard uh, I've heard how tough it's going to be. Um, I've heard how hard he wants us to work and. How hard he's going to push us, you know, to, to be the best. So uh, I think conditioning is something that you don't want to have to worry about. All right, media day on Monday, our visit here today. This all kind of marks the end of what's been a pretty, um, well, uh, entertaining offseason for you. You change cities, you change teams, you get married. Did it all fly by, Drew, or did it did it kind of slow down at least a little bit for you? Uh, no, nah, it's still going. Uh, it's still moving pretty fast. Um, uh, again, you just felt like you never really had a time to breathe, uh, especially, uh, I, I guess, the way it happened, uh, getting married in between, having to be back here, uh, you know, cutting my honeymoon short to, to get uh, the fiscal and everything done to, to move the process along. And then moving here, we were looking for a house in Philly. <clears throat> All of a sudden, now we're, you know, looking for a place here. So it's uh, – it's still moving, and I don't know when it's going to slow down. <laughs> you know, uh, the, I don't know if everybody realizes that your your new bride uh, is a member of the U.S. Uh, women's national soccer team. You know, before you met her, how much soccer did you know? How much have you learned now? Um, you know, everybody plays as a little kid. Uh, but until I met her, it, I didn't see – I don't know. I didn't know soccer at all. But I see a correlation now. Like, I, I love how – Maybe I'm biased, but I love how my wife plays. Again, I call her a point guard on, on the field. Uh, the way that she sees the field, the way, I guess, the, the passes that she makes when she takes a, uh, you know, a, a shot at the goal, um, it, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say me out there, but it's kind of like she's a point guard. Uh, I know I've sat like directly behind the, the goalkeeper or whatever, mm -hmm. and I can't see anything. It looks like scramble rubbish to me, but, um, I'm pretty impressed at you know at the at the way that she plays. So. People say that about what you do too. You know, they'll sit on the baseline, look down the floor, and they see, you know, nine other bodies moving. Yeah. They don't see it the way you do. Yeah. So it's uh, it's just pretty interesting, I, I guess, to be a complete athlete and to understand you know more than one sport and I guess how they correlate with each other. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see, uh, especially like if you go to a football game or something like that. Um, it's pretty cool to see, but uh, 
again, I have a lot of respect for somebody who plays the opposite sport of what I play. Well, and speaking of opposites, what she's able to do with her feet and you with your hands, it could be the most ultimate game of horse ever. Uh, <laughs> she beat me. She she's beat me uh, in horse. Uh, I will admit that. Uh, first time we played, I think I underestimated her and, and she beat me. But um, things that she does with her feet is. Uh, it might be quicker with their feet than with my hands, which is crazy. Good to see you. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> I can't wait for next week. I know you're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Drew Holiday, everybody. Point guard for the Pelicans with us here on the Black and Blue Report. That's right. Media Day is Monday, and we get it going right after that. Back after this. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Taking a break from Mayor Landrieu's pothole repair crew, once again, here's Sean Kelly. All right, thanks to David Wesley today, Drew Holiday, and Deuce McAllister. Good show, good Wednesday show for you. It really ramps back up for the black and gold tomorrow. It'll be their first full work day of this game week as they ramp it up, getting ready for the 3-0 Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Yesterday, I promised you that I'd give you a little bit more information about the, uh, well, the closest uh, game that you'll see the Pelicans in the preseason uh, in the earliest uh, chance, really, is Biloxi on October the 13th. That's a Sunday afternoon game, 1 o'clock, uh, LSU plays that Saturday. Saints are at Patriots later that Sunday. But um, just a short hop and a skip over there to the Gulf Coast. And I know there's a lot of Pelicans fans over there that are excited to have their team play in their backyard. Tickets are available now by calling the uh, Gulf Coast Coliseum. That is uh, Pelicans and Hawks uh, on that Sunday. Then the next time you'll have a chance to see the team before the season starts is, of course, the Miami game later on in October. But might want to circle that date. If you're as anxious as we are right now, 
that uh, October 13th date is really your first chance to see them here close to home. So keep that in mind. All the details, again, at pelicans.com. Producer Dan, tomorrow on the program, uh, we kind of go back into Saints mode, don't we? Yeah, Derek Gold, too, do a little baseball. Yes, a little baseball tomorrow, too. And uh, we'll effort to have the show ready for you to go at noon central tomorrow. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we hope that you have a great rest of your Wednesday. For all involved today, especially producer Dan, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.